Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we're going to go over the Chiefs' Week 7 win over the 49ers, go over NFL Week 7 a little bit as well. Before we dive into NFL Week 8 with our predictions, our locks of the week, and our underdogs of the week, uh, and then we might get into some other stuff, maybe some NBA or MLB or whatever, but you know how it goes during this time of year. We're a football podcast, so let's go ahead and get started. And wow, what what a second half from the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, absolute explosion, right? I mean, I think from the, I won't say snooze fest, but from the pace, the tempo that they set against Buffalo, uh, it was pretty nice to see that. Um, and what ended up ultimately being a pretty convincing uh, and exciting win for the Chiefs, and um, just everybody got their share in this game. I mean, pretty much all across the offense, solid rushing performance from Isaiah Pacheco, um, and then you throw in uh, two receivers over 100 yards, um, and then just, you know, everybody else kind of getting involved in any way possible. That was an all-around dominant win for the Chiefs, and it felt pretty nice. Yeah, I love I love the way the team came out in the second half. I think they, they definitely did not uh, perform to their levels, I guess you can say, in the first half, first quarter. But... There's just something about Mahomes where it's like you know he'll get it going, and I don't know Mahomes' record off coming off a loss, but it has to be insane. But with all that being said, I don't, I don't want Mahomes to get all the attention because I think there's a group that deserves more attention, and it's our wide receivers. I re- I get Mahomes does makes them who they are, but they have stepped up tremendously, and especially Juju in the past two weeks. Back-to-back 100-yard reception, 100-yard reception games. Marquez Valdez Scantling, I'm pretty sure, had 100 yards, I believe. And McCall Hardman had three total touchdowns. I get they were all like flaky passes, but it's like if we want to win games, that's how we're gonna have to win. We can't always rely on Mahomes just to pull shit out of his ass. We need those guys to make plays, and they did. Yeah, and Justin Watson had a catch for a touchdown. Um... It was just, yeah, overall, like, the offense was exactly, like, at its full potential that week. Um, and, and even saying that, I don't think Kansas City ran the ball that well. I don't think that it I still think there's a lot of room no. to improve in that department, uh, although they did get over 100 rushing yards, which was nice. Uh, and obviously they got a big lead, but holding San Francisco to only 101 rushing yards was also a big, big deal because that's where San Francisco can just absolutely – kill you by keeping the ball away from your offense. Uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, that second half is one of the best halves Kansas City's played in a long time. Um, really, offensively and defensively, some of the best football that these guys have played all year. Yeah. Um, and this is also coming with um, kind of a, kind of a rough we had to overcome with the Sky Moore fumble, right? I, now, the Chiefs obviously saved their own butts in that situation, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, once again, it has to be pointed out, they cannot continue to do that to themselves, um, and, I mean, it's cost them a game already this season. It could have cost them more in this one, but still very nice that they were able to just completely open things up and get by on it. Um, I guess one thing I'd like to say is I think uh, maybe, maybe this is a bit early to go on this, but I think Holmes and Scantling are starting to link up a little bit better. I think we saw it a bit in this game. More comfort to go deep down the field to him. Um, even though it was only a three-catch game, it was very Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, three catches, 37 yards uh, average. Um, 
and it was nice to see them to to create those big plays for themselves again again because that's something that has been a little less prevalent for the Chiefs recently. Not that it hasn't been here this season a little bit, but it was it was particularly uh, highlighted in this one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Kansas City right now has kind of what you want um, is a balanced set of offensive weapons. You don't have your just Tyreek and Travis Kelsey where those two are the heavy carriers and everybody else is – you know, kind of just in the shadows. You have everybody able to make a play for you. Um, and like you said with uh, Juju and Valdez Scantling, the connection's getting better. You, you got to understand it's year one there with those guys. It's not just going to click immediately. Uh, and it's year one for a lot. Like Justin Watson, a lot of these guys, Sky Moore, a lot of these guys are in their first year in Kansas City, first year with Pat. The only guy who's really not is Kelsey and Hardman. So, you know, it was going to take some time. It is still going to take a little more time to get completely, you know, on the same page. But it is a good – these last few weeks, especially for a guy like Juju, have been big. Uh, he stepped up, and it looks like they're more comfortable in the offense now. Yeah, I think that's something definitely to be talked about. I mean, our defense, they played good in the second half. I really enjoyed the way that they played. Running backs, I know we touched on it a little bit. What were you guys' thoughts on Pacheco getting the uh, official number one – RB moving on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit not that big a deal. I mean, just given the way that we structure our running backs. Um, and even in this one, I think Jarek McKinnon was probably our best running back. Maybe not uh, for rushing, but definitely had some good plays in the receiving game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to see that they're definitely committed to giving him carries. We have him for the next three coming seasons, and I think he definitely... Um, has plenty of room to continue to improve um, and become the running back that the organization definitely thinks he's going to be because they're obviously extremely high on him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think too much of it because I don't think there is a running back one in Kansas City, and I think they know that. Um, it is very much so a three-headed monster of Clyde, McKinnon, and Pacheco. And you look at the numbers, I mean, they ran the ball with Pacheco eight times, Clyde six times, and McKinnon twice. Nobody's getting significant carries so far, um, and it feels like that's the case in every game, that even when Clyde was running back one, it, it's pretty even. It's pretty split between the guys. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting that they made him running back one. They start the game with him. Uh, there's probably some reasoning behind that that we don't know yet, but in my opinion, it doesn't really matter because they all get a pretty similar snap share. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, somebody in this game that I think played, uh, better than normal, Frank Clark. Yeah. <laughs> kind of have to shout him out. He definitely hates Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he, he hates those, those Patriots guys. Um, now that suspension news does come directly after this. Um, but maybe, maybe he can just like, I don't know, uh, nurse his stomach for the next two weeks so that that won't be a problem coming forward. Sure. Fucking hope so. I mean... John, me and you talked about it when we were at the Bills game. We knew this was going to come. I'm happy it's only two games. Could have been a lot worse, honestly, because this is what happened back in 2021, I want to say, or 2020 even, with the Uzi and getting caught with it. But, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, with the suspension, I thought it would have been longer. I'm happy it's only two games. I mean, obviously, I don't think he, he should have broke the law, but... It's two games where we don't need Frank Clark, in my opinion, as much as we do other places. Yes, I know we're playing Tennessee, but 
when you look at our schedule, if we didn't have him these first seven, eight weeks, who knows where we're at. And I know I'm giving him a lot of high praise, but it's like he still puits in a fear for the offense, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. I, don't know. And I, I mean, think. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think two games is honestly decently fair for the charges that he got. It's not like he used them or anything like violently or anything like that, or there wasn't anybody else involved. It was just that he had them in his car. Um, which, if by the way, if it was in Missouri, would not have gotten him anything. But since he was in California, different laws, obviously. So I think two's decently fair. Um, because in all in all honesty, it's not like he did anything that bad, and he's wasn't charged that hard. So I think two's about right. Yeah, I agree. Um, right. wait. So while we're on the Chiefs, I do want to ask before we record the next time, the trade deadline will have passed. Probably you see yeah. any trades happening for the Chiefs? Nope. Probably not. Um, yeah, I would say no as I well. I think they'd rather go free agent than anything. Um, unless, unless a fantastic opportunity for an edge. Yeah, it would just be like so. Brian Burns has been brought up, but reportedly that takes at least two first round picks, and I'm two, out on that. Two first round picks is insane. I'm out on that. I did see today Bleach Report put out you can get Kareem Hunt for a fourth round pick. Uh, I would do it, but I know they won't. <laughs> I, I would do it, but I don't think the Chiefs would. So I'm yeah. saying Clark Hunt has too no, much pride to do that, but I would do it. I would have done um, the CMC deal. The Oh, yeah. are you dumb as hell? You would have given up a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth for Kareem Hunt? No, I oh. would, no I'm would. i saying I would have taken CMC. Oh. No, I'm glad they didn't do the CMC deal. Uh, as much as I tell John about the running game and I – harp that you need to run the football running backs are expendable and that's a lot of draft capital for one that's injury prone as hell so okay i agree with that but i'm just saying like there was rumors that they needed two first round picks to trade him i'll tell you this you shouldn't have let go of darrell williams he was a very valuable running back that you could have had for dirt cheap uh that's the one that i have not gotten over yet he's miles better than clyde but i digress um We'll move on to NFL Week 8, and the Chiefs do not play in Week 8, so that's probably all our Chiefs talk for this week. Um, let's start on Thursday Night Football. Ravens at Buccaneers. Kind of surprised by this line. Tampa's one-point favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, by the way, we need to do Lock of the Week standings. Oh, yeah, Lock of the Week standings oh, yeah. and our Dark of the Week standings. What are they, Josh? Well, there's a new sheriff in town, fuckers. All right. Okay. In last place, it is John Alvey at three and four. Up next is Jackson Ogden at four and three. And and now the new underdog lock of the week leader, myself, Josh Gregory at five and two. That feels good. Underdog of the week, I'm in last. I'm two and five. Jackson's three and four. John, you're four and three. Alrighty. Okay. So we'll we'll dive back in now. Ravens Bucks Bucks are one point favorites at home. I will go ahead and actually I'll take the Buccaneers in this game. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's the whole the don't bet against Tom Brady thing. I know the Bucks have kind of been shit, but we'll have to see, man. I think that they're always due for a bounce back, and I think once Brady gets that comfort down with the receivers that have been missing, um, they'll be get, they'll go again. Do you guys see that the report came out? For uh, why that referee was wanting to talk to Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, he wanted his, uh, what did he want? Phone number phone to number get golf again. lessons. Yeah, whatever. Do you, do you believe it? Is. 
I don't know. I mean, look, reps are shady as hell anyway. It wouldn't surprise me regardless of what they were doing. Um, Jackson, who you got in the game? But I like Tampa as well. Um, I think short weeks are tougher on road teams. We just see it almost every week that the road team's offense sputters. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like Tampa is not as bad as their record is. I don't think they're as good as they've been in years past, but three and four, I don't know. And Baltimore to me, Baltimore is like such a weird team because they're good, but they're not. And they can get leads, but they can't keep them. And I just feel like they have too many holes defensively uh, to sustain this long term. I like Tampa tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I I also like Tampa. I think I just can't see Tom and Brady be going three and five because if they go three and five, it's gotta be crazy. I, I, I mean, they they could probably still win the division just knowing how hard or how easy the division yeah. is. But just and, and literally any other division in the NFL, I don't know if they can make the playoffs. They just happen to be in the easiest one. But you really just cannot afford to go three and five. So give me Tom Brady. I think he he finds a way. Yeah, they're in first place by the way at three and four. Um, yeah, and the and the Panthers are only one game out at three at two yeah, and five. Who would, who would have thought the Saints would be in dead last? Um, all right, we'll move on to the Sunday slate, and we go to the overseas game. Where is this game being played? All I know is London. Game, London. I won't be watching. I'll, I'll be asleep. But at eight thirty a.m. here, it'll be the Broncos and Jaguars, and the Jaguars are two and a half point favorites. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to lock the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jesus. This yeah. is the first lock of the week, international. Yes. International yeah. lock of the week. International lock of the week. Look, man, Broncos are a little bit of a mess. The Jaguars are a bit of a mess. But I don't know. I'm just feeling it. I feel like the Broncos are going to continue to sputter around because, quite frankly, their quarterback blows crap. Like, just watch him play. He sucks. Did you guys see the the thing today on the flight to London? He was doing high knees. knees Yeah, he was. Bro, if I was his teammate, I would hate that motherfucker. That is the corniest shit. That is the corniest shit in your ass. It's not even like if you were like putting up like Josh Allen numbers and doing that, I'd be like, whatever. You know, everyone's got their own thing. But this dude is playing like dog shit, and he's doing all this weird stuff. I don't get it. But also, I saw a report that if the Broncos lose Sunday, Hackett is probably gone. Holy There's no way it. they fire him within the first year. There I mean, are, they'll be two and six. There are reports online, and granted, it's just you know reports. But I've seen reports that if they lose on Sunday, that they're going to a be sellers at the deadline with possibly guys like Bradley Chubb, and b uh, Nathaniel Hackett's job is probably done. He's probably cut. He's gonna be fired. All right. Let's see. So, so we'll see. We'll see. And we don't know if Russell Wilson's playing or not. Um, I, I like, he is. I I like I the Jaguars. I like the Jaguars. The Jaguars have been the anti-Giants this year. They lose all these one-possession games instead of win them. Uh, but I like them to win this one. Denver's just... They're going... They're just terrible, man. There's just nothing... They have the least amount of touchdowns of any team in the league. I mean, it's bizarre how bad they are. I, I like the Jaguars well. I wanted to say Broncos and think Russell Wilson can get it done, but I just don't know. He might not play. Something about this offense. He's going to play. I already said that this, they said he's already he's like, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. We'll see. He's questionable. Yeah, give me the Jaguars. Okay. 
Moving on, the Panthers and Falcons. Falcons are four and a half point home favorites. I will take the Falcons in this game, um, and it would be interesting. It would get the Falcons right to five hundred, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of puts them into the mix uh, for a playoff spot. Um, that division is pretty bad at the moment, but most of the NFC is not great, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, I expect Carolina to come back down to earth this week. Um, just don't see a team like that putting together two dominant performances in a row. So give me Atlanta. Well, you know what I do, and that for that reason, I'm taking Panthers underdog of the week. Interesting. I don't. I, I think I, I like PJ Walker. I don't know why. I just do. He he either he either hits it or or he doesn't. And it's like that's the risky take with underdog of the week. I'm two and five. I need I need to kind of pick like that and i realize i'm like oh and three when i pick the lines this so. will be the last week that the carolina panthers are even thought about because by this time next week they probably won't have brian burns dj Moore, like some other guys so yeah this is probably their best chance to win a game left think of this if they win what if they just keep everyone because they're like we can make a push no this year's gone they know it they know this year's gone um okay Next game, Bears at Cowboys. Cowboys, this is a big-ass line. Cowboys are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll take the Cowboys here. Um, however, I will say, Justin Fields had a pretty impressive performance last week. It was the first time I watched him, and I was like, hey, that guy's, yeah. guy's kind of doing his thing out there. Um, what can I say? It's like I've seen it from a mile away. We'll have to, we'll have to monitor that situation, um, but I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, that was the first time I've watched Justin Fields in the NFL and been like, he actually seems like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, I think his luck changes this week. Dallas's defense, top five unit in the NFL. I like Dallas, but I, I would have to say Chicago covers this. It's a stupid long, it's a stupid big line. Dallas should not be this heavy of a favorite. Yeah, I, I got to pick Dallas. I think they do cover. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Justin Fields. I just can't see doing it again. You made me really happy last Monday because you, you proved all the haters wrong, but I just don't think you can do it this year or this week. Also, be interested to see the Bears' backfield, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, usage, I guess you can say, because Khalil Herbert – Got a lot of carries. David Montgomery got a lot of carries, and there was another dude on the Bears that got a lot of another a lot of carries last week against the Patriots, and they all performed well. So it'll be interesting. Next game is Dolphins at Lions. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I thought about locking the Dolphins here. I think that this is a little bit of a narrow line for a one in five Lions team. However, that is a one in five Lions team that tends to lose close games. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think Tua gets his legs under him a little bit more. Um, even though he did uh, like kind of go and did he like he cleared the concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, but he went back into it again. Um, so that's not good. But uh, the the Dolphins are pretty good. Uh, Wait, Tua is back in concussion protocol again this week. He entered concussion protocol during the last game, but he passed it, so he he didn't really come out. Um, oh. But yeah, I'll take the Dolphins. Yeah, I like Miami here. Detroit seems to have been figured out the last few weeks. They've scored six and zero after being a really good offense to start the year, uh, and Miami's four and zero in games that Tua starts and finishes. So clearly, there's something to be said about that. I think Miami goes on the road here, and you know they're 
you know, Tua's the type of guy that you want in a dome. You want him in good weather, and that's, that's the situation here. So I think Miami wins. Yep, I also like Miami. I'm not even going to touch the Lions. They'll let me down. Dan Campbell, I really want to GS to do good. You've been so close usually, but give me the Dolphins. I I agree, John. I really think this is a uh, get-back-on-your-feet game for Tua. This is an interesting one. Probably my favorite game of the noon slate. We've got the Cardinals at Vikings. The Vikings are. I have a feeking someone's going to do something with this yeah, game. This I just is have a very feeling. Quickly the underdog of the yep, week. Yep, there it is. Um, yeah, the, the really, you really think the Cardinals are that good? The Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins back, I think are definitely a different team. I mean, he's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. That makes a huge difference. Um, so we'll have to see. They, they have pretty much an offensive explosion against the Saints who admittedly aren't the strongest defensive team in the league, but, um, still we'll see how it goes. And I mean, it's the Vikings. It is at noon though. So that plays to Kurt's, adva- Kurt's mm-hmm. advantage. And and it's off a bye. I mean, that's just double the advantage for Minnesota. Uh, but I don't I don't like this game enough to touch it. I both of these quarterbacks are like good, but also those they're also quarterbacks that will f- just anytime you start to believe in them burn you. So I'll pick the Vikings, but uh, no strong read on this game. I will pick the Vikings as well. I was tempted to lock it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, if this was three, I'd probably lock it. Three and a half kind of changes things for me. Um, we move on to another noon game. The Raiders at the Saints. The Raiders are one and a half point favorites. Ooh. Yeah, there. Um, I will take the Las Vegas Raiders in this one. Um, I think the Saints are kind of sputtering a little bit here. Um, and I think that the Raiders... Maybe maybe they're turning it around. We'll see. They might they might be flipping the ship. Um, they get the win over the Texans pretty convincingly, but it was the Texans. But um, they were they were a couple plays away from beating the Chiefs, so I'll I'll give them a little bit of respect in this one. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders in this game. Not locking it. If this was in Vegas, I'd feel a lot better. Um, also, Saints coming off a Thursday game have a few extra days of rest than the Raiders. So you think about those kind of things, but I think the Raiders win. Uh, I think, I think like you said, John, they almost beat the Chiefs. In my opinion, the Raiders are the second best team in the AFC West when you look at it right now, with how hurt the Chargers are and how bad the Broncos are. Uh, I think the Raiders have a shot at maybe going like nine and eight and trying to fight for a wild card. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This Raiders team is interesting. I'm gonna go with Saints. Hmm. The only three reason I'm scared is. Andy Dalton starting. I don't know he, what he is wrong be, with he James. He might be better. No, Jameis has been benched. Like, this has become, like, I think Jameis can play now. I think they just are rolling with Andy. No way. Andy know. Dalton is the number three rated PFF quarterback. Of course he is. Of course he is. He passed <laughs> four interceptions last week. Is Gino still number one? Oh, Gino has left the top three. It's Allen, Mahomes, Dalton. Oh, wow. So they didn't grade Gino well last week. Nope, they didn't, even though Gino kind of cooked. Gino put so 37 really points. That's all I care about. I never really understand what to what. To yeah, I don't get them. The also, Andy Dalton did have an interception that literally was right in a guy's hands, and it got dropped for a pick six. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But we'll move on to the next game. The Patriots at the Jets. The Jet, or excuse me, the Patriots on the road are two-and-a-half-point favorites in New York. 
Yeah, man, the passing leader in this game. Sorry. Jeez, Josh. I, I'm going to take the Patriots. Um, you know, I just, I'm not convinced. It's the Jets. The Jets, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Also, is, is it Zach Wilson? No. Is it gonna be- Fuck no. Well, he's going to start, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. ESPN still has Flacco on the passing thing. I didn't well, he's know. No, I know. That's, what, that's what I was going to say, guys. He, I was going to say, guess who like the passing rusher is. Oh, it's not Flacco, or it's not Wilson. It's, it's not Mac Jones. It's not Bailey Zappi. It's Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. That's the pass leader. Yeah, but the first three weeks when he played, I think he threw over 50 times twice. <laughs> well, he threw 900 yards in three yeah, weeks. He was going was insane. Impressive. Like, week one, he, he was 37 for 59. Week two, he was twenty. Zach Wilson's been shit though. You can admit that. He's been four and zero. That's what he's been. Shut the fuck up. Hey, Justin Fields has five career wins. Zach Wilson's won four games in a row. That, that... Okay, and Justin Fields outperformed Zach Wilson last week. My guy's four and zero. All right, what's the pick? That's all I need to know. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, I think the Jets' winning streak comes to an end because Brees Hall is now out for the year and Elijah Vera Tucker's out for the year. That's what, That was basically their identity. They are a running football team, and now they are going to, you know, they trade for James Robinson, sure, but it won't be the same. I think New England wins this game. Belichick has always, except for Fields for some reason, but Belichick has had young quarterbacks number. I'm going to go... I really do not want to say it. I'm going to go Jets. I think I, I think they find a way. This Patriots team sucks ass. Like, they're they, terrible. I mean, at times they do, and then at times they're like, okay, maybe they're solid, and then they're like, nope, they're not solid. I don't know what to make of them. But yep. Mac Jones is going to start. Yep, saw that. Miss Bailey's happy already. Uh, moving on, we get another noon game. The last noon game of the week. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are 11-point home favorites. Um, Yeah, this is the end of the line for the Steelers, or for the Eagles undefeated. Um, I don't ask why, but I, they're not, they're not, this is it. They're going to be 6-1, and one, and the Steelers are going to win just just based off that. So, don't know we'll where get that right came there. from, but okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be it. I'm locking Pittsburgh plus 11. Um, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Before this podcast, Jackson said the 49ers were, and I was like, that's bullshit. He would not tell John his lock. I didn't tell him my lock. I, I when, He brought up the 49ers. He brought up the 49ers. Yeah, so I didn't bring him up. And then, but John, and then you said, yeah, that's my lock. No. Look, this game, 11's a lot of points. Um, and Philly you said has- Steelers? Yeah, Steelers plus 11. Uh, I fucking hate you. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of points, man. And Philadelphia has been a really good first-half team and a really shaky second-half team. So I like Pittsburgh just to cover, man. 11 for Mike Tomlin. I feel like he can cover. I was really going to do Eagles minus 11. Oh, you can. Oh, you I? still can. You still can. Right. No, once the game's picked, you can't pick it, remember? You can pick the opposite. Hell made that rule. No, you just can't you pick, pick the same up. one. You can go Philly minus eleven. Oh, uh, you just can't yeah. I'm not going to. I was fucking with you. I was fucking with you. I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Well, now I know where you're going. Give me Eagles. 
Oh, no. I, I, by the way, I expect Philly to win this game. I just think Pittsburgh covers. Next game. I think Vegas knows what they're doing here. Titans at Texans. Titans minus two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Titans are like a, a Bills loss away from being first place in the AFC. Oh, yep. wait, no. They still wouldn't be. Well, no. Um, if they would have beaten but... Buffalo, they'd... Both Buffalo and them would be five and one, so they'd have the tiebreaker. So yes, yeah. your logic actually. Yeah, the Titans. Who would they lose to week one? They the lost Giants. to. The Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Look, the it gets hard for the Titans towards the end of the year. Uh, they got a stretch, or I guess they got to play the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Chargers. They got to play us next week. Yeah, they got to play and us. Yeah. Um, but I still do worry that the Titans are going to get like kind of an overrated record, um, and we'll see how that ends up making things work out. Um, but yeah, I'll take I'll take the Titans in this. I do agree. Texans might keep it closer than people expect. I like the Texans to win this game. For some reason, the Titans have a, tr- a hard time beating the Texans. It doesn't make sense, but just. Through this history, this, this rivalry, last year. last year they lost to them, and then in week 18, when the Titans were trying to wrap up the one seed, they almost lost to them. There's a reason this line's so low, because right, you look at a 4-2 and two team than a 1-4-1 and one team, and it should be a lot bigger, but Vegas kind of knows. They're pretty fraudulent Titans team, uh, Texans team at home that normally gives them trouble. I'm predicting the upset here, especially because I think Tennessee looks ahead a week to Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I'm 3-0 with the Tennessee Titans as my lock of the week, and therefore, Titans minus two at Houston. Give me the Titans. I love the Titans in this game. I don't care what the fuck the past history says. We're in today's world. We're with Mike Vrabel. We're with Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill might be shit, but they can beat the Texans by two. You got lured into Vegas's trap, Josh. Sorry. I did. Sorry. I did. Holy shit, I forgot. Okay. Don't know what John is talking about. Next game. The Commanders at the Sam Ellinger Colts. Colts minus three. So apparently Matt Matt Ryan's arm is just shot. Um, and the Colts are like, okay, we're done with that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's crazy that it's Sam Ellinger time. Um, I'll take the Commanders in this one, actually. I thought about locking them. Um, I don't think it's going to be as smooth for the Colts as they think it's going to be. Um, and we'll have to see. I think Sam Ellinger sucks butt. You know the last team that Sam Ellinger lost to as a starting quarterback? Wasn't Mizzou. No, 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 no. No, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Don't tell me. It was the Sugar Bowl. No, no, it wasn't. Fuck. Who was it? Okay. I might, I might have egg on my face here. Was he there? Is he a rookie? He's a second year guy. No. Yeah, oh, shit. Okay, never mind. I thought he was a quarterback for Texas lost to KU. No. Um, anyway, um, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. He did almost lose to KU once, though. And that's I'm pretty enough. sure he did once. Yeah, no, he was he there. Almost, yeah, he was there one year. They we were, lost to we KU. were doing a podcast like while that game was going on. I yeah, remember, and Jack I remember that. And then we streamed it. <laughs> we streamed it for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always think of when I think of And he's going to get sacked by Taylor. They won. Taylor they won. Yeah, I just looked that up. They did win that one. Um, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Taylor Heineke is light years better than Carson Wentz, and I'm not joking. I'm not trolling. He is. I agree. 
Carson uh, Wentz sucks. He's when, not even good when I pick. last week on the podcast when I knew Heineke was starting that game, that's why I picked Washington because he for some reason just it just works. He just for some reason doesn't make sense, but he's productive. So give me the Commanders. Give me the Commanders. I agree, one thousand percent. I think Taylor Heineke is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I really do. I don't know why this man keeps getting disrespected with quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith. I understand, but Alex Smith was never. 100%. He wasn't even there with Alex Smith, so. Yeah, he was. Well, the the year that Alex Smith, yeah, yeah, I get you now, but not when Alex Smith got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying. No, I really do like Taylor Heineke. I think he deserves more than what he what he's getting recognized he for. He kind of reminds commander. me of a Gardner Minshew. Where he's just yeah, but he's lived longer. Well, Gardner, I don't know why Gardner didn't get more opportunities, but where hey, is Gardner? He's the Eagles' backup. Still, yeah. I knew he was there last year. I'll say this: oh there yeah, are, he looked are, it up. There are not thirty-two better starting quarterbacks than Gardner Minshew. I believe that still. But he lit listen, it up against what team? The Russell Wilson is still out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, Gardner had a good game against Dallas last year. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And everyone's like, he should start because that's next game. It was tough. Next game we got on the schedule is 49ers at Rams. 49ers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, you know, I honestly was gonna take this lock of the week, but I thought Jackson said this was gonna be his lock, and I let exactly. Left... That's what I'm saying. I left it to him out of respect. Yeah. Like, I didn't say it was going to be my luck. Yes, you did. You literally went, yeah, no. in a regular voice. Um, but anyway, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners because, like, the Shanahan versus McVay record is, like, yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. So I have all the – and just the Rams aren't good this year. They're no. not. They're not a Super Bowl contender by any stretch of the imagination um, unless they somehow end up playing against the Bengals again. <laughs> which I think this year they'd get their ass kicked by Cincinnati. Um, I like San Francisco as well. Shanahan is McVay's dad, and uh, it feels fucked up to say, but I think Garoppolo's playing better right now than Stafford. So give me the 49ers. Yeah, they have a full week of CMC. I like the 49ers. I think the Rams don't make the playoffs. I hear Jackson. Finally, someone's on my train. Let's go. I've been on that train, dumbass. <laughs> Okay, but I said it like week two, so I was on it early. Or I said it like I always agreed. I never said that was like a blasphemous take or anything. Yeah, I did. A lot of people were acting like it was. Not you guys, but there was a lot of people that were like, no, they'll get it together. I don't believe so. All right, here we go. John's Giants, which I should just pay him already, but I'll wait till they get to 10. Uh, Giants at Seahawks. still get to 10? Yeah, they'll get to 10. They'll get to 10. But I'm not going to pay him until it happens. Um, I think it's going to become a lot closer than what you guys think. No, they've got, I really they, do. I think, they, I think they got through the hard part of their schedule, man. The next three weeks are Seahawks, Texans, Lions. They get to, they could be nine and one. That's got insane. Cowboys, but then Commanders, Eagles. But then they're going to win ten Vikings, games. Like, they just have to beat the Texans, Lions, and Commanders twice. Yeah, and that's ten. Four, so four, they got to win four out of the five of Texans, Lions, Commanders twice, and Colts. Anyways, let's know. start. Let's talk about this week because they're, exactly they're in Seattle. I know who John's picking, and the Seahawks are three-point favorites. This is honestly, this sounds fucked up. Game. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is my favorite game of the week. 
Like, oh, I love it. I cannot I'm wait so to watch it. I'm so excited for this game. Because this is the two, like, fake good teams coming up. Actually, this is the only game where we have 500, yeah, yeah, above Josh 500 say, These are the only game all week that we have two teams get above 500 playing each other. And it's a fucking Giants and Seahawks. Yeah, not not Bills Packers, not Ra- not Ravens Buccaneers, not 49ers Rams. Nope. Seahawks Giants. Not Packers Bills. Oh my god, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle Seahawks. I knew um, you would do that. Like at the end of the day, man, Giants uh I don't trust them. Like I bet on them to this day. I think it's possible they could they could blow this like they absolutely could. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've picked them to lose like the last three weeks and they've won every single time. Um, I think it. I think the line ends here. I think they're gonna lose at um, Lumen Lumen Field. Yeah, um, I'm excited for this. I'm gonna pick Seattle, not to disrespect the Giants, but it's a tough place to play as we know. Um, and the Seahawks seem to be an actual good football team this year. I completely misread this team in Seattle. Thought they'd be a top five bottom team. I sent you guys something. I sent you guys when, when Russell Wilson got traded that when we go to the draft this next year that the Seahawks would take Bryce Young. And it appears as if that won't be possible uh, because they have won already four games. i like them to win. But I do want to say, if it were not for Mahomes and if it were not for Josh Allen, I think Saquon would be the MVP of the league. He has carried the shit out of this offense, and it's so much fun to watch. Let me tell you, dude. Yeah, he is a he is an electric player. Um, I have I am so happy as someone that took him when no one else wanted him in fantasy, um, and thought that it was gonna kill my team. Uh, it's basically the only reason I'm not like fucked. Yeah. Um, he is a baller. Yeah. Um. I also like the Seahawks, and I really. It's insane. The Seahawks are in first place. Yeah. Like, the Broncos are in last. Yeah. And the Seahawks what the fuck? got, like, what, two or three first-round picks? Yeah, and Noah Fan and, and uh, Shelby Harris. Harris. Yeah, like, it Dude, seems as that's it's, the biggest fleece of the it, year. It, it I looks, love the NFL. It looks like the heist of the century right now. Um, it was, yeah, that's unbelievable. That they oh, were. it is like, they, they, like... That's what the Broncos should have been giving up for Geno Pissing Smith. Like this guy's a good quarterback. Yeah, does anyone does anyone doubt that at this point that Geno's like a good quarterback? I think like, this. I think he's good in this system. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure he's one of those guys you could just put anywhere and he'd succeed. But I think in, with Metcalf and Lockett and, and the running game they have, yeah, I mean he's cooking in Seattle. Compared to Russell Wilson, man. Yeah, he's playing sucks. a lot better. I think Russell might be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I'm not even like uh, PJ Walker. Yeah. No, PJ is pretty bad. Uh, I'd say Jared Mike Goff. Jones. Jared Goff is pretty ass. Mariota is not very good. But yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Asshole. We'll get to that asshole. Um, but yeah, have we all picked Seahawks Giants? Yeah. Sunday we night. What should be an absolute fucking just hard-to-watch beatdown. The Packers hit the Bills. The Bills are 11.5-point favorites. Hit leadoff on this one, Jackson. Underdog of the week, bitch. I knew he would. <laughs> oh, man, listen. The Packers piss me off so much because they lose all the games they're supposed to lose, and I can just fucking... I have a gut feeling this game will be close somehow. It shouldn't be. 
the Green Bay, my initial prediction was Bills 45, Packers 10, and that still wouldn't surprise me. But a pissed off Aaron Rodgers is the best Aaron Rodgers. When he gets comfortable, that's when he's not as good. And he's pretty pissed off right now, and he's saying a lot of shit that he probably shouldn't say, but he's pissed off. And look, it's just wishful thinking. If I had to bet my life on it, I would not pick the Packers. But, you know, how many how many times am I going to get Aaron Rodgers as an 11.5 point underdog? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Packers for my underdog this week. They're going to upset Buffalo in Buffalo, and they're going to help out Kansas City. Um, yeah, little word of advice to people that are betting. Um, there's this thing called teasers, and if you do three teams, then you can get Buffalo minus 1.5 and put that shit in there with, like, I don't know, the the Steelers plus 21 and whoever else you fancy. And just, um, the Buffalo's going to win this game. I don't know what Jackson's on about. Like, that you can just sit back, and if you lose, then it's fine. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are gonna be moving up in the AFC. Um, look, I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of being a bitch. Um, I don't know what kind of quarterback like behaves like this when shit goes wrong. Like, I get, I get, he's like in year whatever, and he's like thirty-seven years old, and like obviously he's the big dog in that place. But man. The, you just there. It can't be good for your team that you go on Pat McAfee every week and just bitch on national television about everybody else. Um, yeah, I get it. Like, and it's probably true that all of those things aren't working the right way. Um, but God, there is no way that that is an enjoyable experience um, as a Packers fan or as Aaron Rodgers' teammate. Um, that that would be infuriating from where I stand. Yeah, there's a there's a civil war on Packers Twitter right now. Um, there are the Rogers truthers and then the anti Rogers crowd, and it's just become very very annoying to look at and watch. Um, you've got your dumbasses who think Rogers can do no wrong and that think he's not responsible for any of this, and then you've got your dumbasses that think Jordan Love could take this team to the Super Bowl and that he should be the starter instead. It's just become a fucking shit show. Cool insanity. Yeah. It's just become it's a just shit show great. in Packerland. And I don't, I can't stand it. Um, you're an absolute dumbass if you think Aaron Rodgers is the main problem in Green Bay. Uh, but that being said, John is right. Uh, going out and publicly, you know, calling out teammates, calling out, you know, play calling, shit like that doesn't do any good. That should be stuff you keep in the building. Um, you know, I, I just don't get and the point. I wanted to be clear. And he's, but but he's not wrong. Like, like John said, he's not wrong. These players are playing like shit, and they're making too many mistakes. That's not wrong. You, but sometimes you can't just say that. You, just because you're right doesn't mean you get to say it out loud. And I would rather see him take the approach of, fuck, he's corny as hell, but I'd rather see him take the approach of a Russell Wilson where he's like, we're going to get it figured out. Be optimistic about it. Rather than just be like, well, I'm doing my job. Like he said he said that his his quarterback coach said, that after the game, he graded him his highest grade of the season versus Washington. Like, th- does that need to be said? Does that need to be said out loud? You fucking lost. Who cares? Like, it's just so annoying. Yes. I think, I think... So... Go ahead, Josh. No, you go before I make my pick. I was just going to say, I think this season's been, like, an interesting, an interesting study into, like, the psychology of NFL quarterbacks. Like, the, the ways that just, like, off the field has, has been 
I think scrutinized for a lot of players has been pretty interesting because we've seen controversy with Russ, with Brady, with uh, Rogers. Uh, it's it's been a little bit of uh, popcorny, if I dare say. Um, ahead, I'm gonna side with Jackson. I'm going Packers. Boom. What the actual Boom. shit is wrong with you guys? I'm telling I think you. I'm pissed off. John, there's, you have the back-to-back MVP pissed off. Like, if this was the Chiefs, you would pick the Chiefs. No dumb idiot is not going to pick the back-to-back MVP The Chiefs are never going to – if the Chiefs were an 11.5-point underdog, I probably wouldn't be picking them. I'm I think the Packers win. I don't know why. Someone's just screaming at me, between me, Packers. Y'all are going to be so I'm telling you, I out of people that have watched the Packers – I can tell you, especially between us three, I understand this team and Aaron Rodgers better than anybody. Uh, and for some reason, when they're given zero chance, they play their best football. When they're supposed to be this great team, and when they're favored, and when they're talked about it's like they're the shit, that's typically when they lay an egg. But when they're given no fucking shot, and nobody believes they can win, that's typically when they play their best football. I don't understand it. It enrages me. But that's what happens. And Rodgers, look... Rodgers in 2018 and 2019, right, when they missed, or 2017 and 2018, last year's McCarthy was, like, nonchalant, didn't give a fuck, whatever. Then they draft Jordan Love, and he gets pissed off, goes out, wins back-to-back MVPs. Okay, but now he gets this big contract, and now his job's secure, he gets relaxed again. But now there's controversy again. It just feels like Rodgers always needs something to piss him off, to give him an edge, to make him want to go out there and, like, prove people wrong. And I think we finally have that. And I think if Green Bay doesn't win the game, I think it's competitive, more competitive than people think. I hope you're right. I sure as hell do. I would love the Packers to win this week, which is a crazy thing Only to say. Only time that'll be said. Um, all right. So then we can go into Monday Night Football. The Bengals head to the Browns, and we have a line alert change. This was three and a half. Literally, like, while we started the Packers segment, but it's down to three, so it cannot be picked for underdog of the week. But, yeah, Bengals or Browns. That would have been rough if you didn't take the Packers. I know, because I was considering, I was kind of considering doing it, but, you know, good thing. It would have just been an automatic loss. But Halloween weekend, Bengals, or Halloween night, excuse me, Bengals at Browns. Uh, Spooky times, just because of the the Browns. Um, I don't know. There's a joke in there to be made with Deshaun Watson, but I don't know where it is. It probably Um, doesn't need to be said. Uh, I will go ahead and take the Bengals. They've got it turned around, um, and the Browns aren't very good. Yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati to me is kind of getting back to their form last year. Their offense is becoming explosive again. Turnovers have been limited. Um, yeah, I, I like Cincinnati in this one. I don't think it'll be easy. No division game typically is, but I think Cincinnati wins uh, probably by about, I'd say, 27-20. That game feels like that to me. Give me the Bengals. I really do like the Bengals. I think I think the way they played last week was insane. And if they keep that up, then they're the team we thought they were. Uh, Bentley, my dog, is barking his fucking head off. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, but... We cannot. Yeah, fried chicken again. Oh, good. <laughs> no, he's, thank God you can't. That, this this noise-suppressed room is actually working. Um, but, yeah. So that, that'll wrap it up for week eight of the NFL. Um, 
Is there anything else you guys want to note on? <laughs> oh, man, the inside no. jokes of this podcast. Josh doesn't even know this one. so I don't even know. Yeah, you're not in this group chat. You wouldn't understand this joke. Um, but, yeah. Um, Mizzou barely got by Vandy. Thank fucking God. Um, that would have been a fireable offense. It is interesting. Oh, my God. I'll bring this I... up. I'll bring this up. We play number 25 South Carolina on the road this week, and we're only four-point underdogs. What? Okay. See, I went to the Mizzou game, and then I went to a restaurant that had the South Carolina game on. Um, and I was very much like, well, this is how it ends. Like, that that was our last win in SEC play. Um, I don't think we have a shot against South Carolina. I really don't. Um, we suck. Like, this is a shit football team. That Vanderbilt is not good. No. I don't care what anybody says. No, they're not. That should have been that should have been a thirty-five point blowout. Should have been for anyone yeah. that wants to have a chance against number twenty-five South Carolina next week. Um, like it, we're screwed. We are absolutely screwed. Um, we should have just beaten Auburn when we had the chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and look, that game was pathetic. Like, all around. I, how often do you see a kick? An onside kick returned at the twenty yard line. Um, like it just—it's shit that just only Mizzou does. Mizzou and nobody else. Um, and they—they they did everything in their power to Mizzou that shit away. Uh, thankfully they didn't. But I don't think they're going to be winning this weekend. Every weekend I've said, "Oh, Mizzou's going to win three SEC games this year." No, they're not. They are not. They—they um, they are winning one, and it was against the shittiest team in the history of that conference. Yeah, Mizzou's ass. I mean, they're going to win four games. They're just going to beat New Mexico. Wait, how many wins have we got? Three? Yeah. We'll, we'll finish yeah, with winning. four. We'll finish with four. We're not making the bowl game. This this season's a fucking lost cause. Yeah, there's no chance they win three more. Tennessee and Kentucky are going to bend them over. Arkansas will bend them over. Um, really, South- We're going to have to beat South Carolina, Arkansas, and New Mexico State. That's how we want to get in. We're not beating Kentucky. We're not beating Tennessee. Yeah. It's not happening. So... We're beating Tennessee. We're going in, we're marching to Knoxville. <laughs> okay. And we can beat Tennessee. I will fly down to Como or I'll fly down to Knoxville. Fly down to Como. And, and I will cause havoc. Yeah, if they if Mizzou uh, beats Tennessee, we're hopping on a plane immediately, going down to the bars that night and just heckling the shit out of everybody. I'll tell you what though, what they did against Georgia though, I wouldn't be surprised if they hate make that shit Mizzou like. That would be know? a Mizzou ass game to be competitive in, but Tennessee has Mizzou's number yeah. so far in the Drinkwitz era. But yeah, oh, Barry. yeah, it's not been pretty. I think the worst Mizzou loss in the like last decade came to them. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that line's only four. I feel like South Carolina. Yeah, we should have like, just we should have just hired their coach as our head coach. Shane Beamer. You know, Sam Pittman. Oh yeah, okay. Sam Pittman. I'm sorry. Who who the hell does Josh Heupel coach? The, oh, Tennessee. the Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Why the saying. fuck did we ever? Why did we let him go? Why did we let him take the UCF job? No, no, no. Shut up, Josh. Because you know what? You know what was going on during that time. Brady we were or him. It was Barrio. Shaft. We were lobbing his shaft. Lobbing his shaft. Yeah. I mean, we would have waited one more year. If he would have waited one more year, we have him. Other than Believe that, Barrio um, went out on a win over Arkansas and true. still got fired. Because Mizzou aspired to be something. And it yeah. turns out, that's all we are. 
six, six and six. six. <laughs> that was, ironically, that was they showed that was Vanderbilt's last SEC win was versus Mizzou with Barry Odom. Uh, oh so. my! With Kelly, bitching. Oh my god! Yeah, tough, tough. Also, I saw Dave Matter put out that Sam Horn was going to play, and he didn't even sniff the field. Yo, I know, right? I, that was bullshit. I was like, oh, they're like, well, and then his like, he was like, well, it was never like, it was always too, cl- the game was always too close. Bitch, that's a better reason to put him in the game. Like, you let Brady Cook decide your few. I swear to God, if Vanderbilt got that fourth and one, like they'd probably go down the field and score a touchdown. And like, it would not be surprising if we were having this podcast and Drinkwitz wasn't at Mizzou. Like that, he should be thanking that defense dearly that they made that stop. I, I got a theory that we'll see Sam Horn against Kentucky because that's when the four games kicks in. I mean, we know we're not making a bowl. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to play Brady Cook, does it? You know, I wouldn't be like, surprised if Brady I mean, Cook. I mean, he is a hell of a he transfers. Is a, I was gonna say he could transfer, but he's really a Mizzou guy. But well, he, if he wants I mean, to start, he, he might have to transfer. If if we, he's literally just another start. version of Connor Bazelak. He's worse than Connor Bazelak. <laughs> We should have just we should have just like appeased Connor Bazelak. Like in hindsight, we kind of took an L not doing that. I think we thought we were going to get a transfer quarterback. Oh, we, we yeah, for one hundred percent, we missed out big time. Yeah, weren't we in the market for Jaden Daniels? Yep. Yeah, that's tough. That, that's extreme. And in the market for uh, J T Barrett, and in the market for someone JT else. J T Barrett. Was that J T Daniels? Um, yeah, J T Daniels, not the Ohio State. Georgia. Yeah, J T yeah. Daniels. Yeah, J T Daniels, yeah. Um, who's had a decent year at West Virginia. Um, okay. Well, He's had enough. a better year. It's enough college football. Let's move on real quick to the MLB. The World Series is set. Phillies, Astros. Oh, wait. What? I think we should. Oh, wait. Oh, we can't do MLB, but there's something we have to do. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Don't worry. Okay, good. 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 I don't, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, Phillies, Phillies, Astros. Man, the, the Astros don't surprise me at all. Phillies, unbelievable run to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. I mean, they were the seventh team in, right? Sixth, yeah. Oh, anyway, okay, but yeah, 87 wins. Is this manager, is he going to be their manager next year? He has to Yeah, be, right? he already got extended. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, he's done good with the team. I'm very, I really hope the Phillies win. Phillies would be a fun story. Um, the one positive from the Astros winning is I, I think everybody would like to see Dusty Baker get a ring. Something yes, people will enjoy. I'm happy oh, regardless, but I'm happy for more Philly people than I am Astros. I just want Dusty Baker to be happy. You know, I sincerely apologize to all the Astros people that feel like conflicted or not necessarily conflicted, but like that can admit that they're like the 20 whatever world 2017 World Series is a little bit illegitimate. The ones that can admit that, and you know, it's not their fault, they're not the ones that did it, but the Astros fans. That refuse to act like anything happened. Fuck you. Um, and I hope you get crushed. They're like, well, so everybody was doing it. No, they fucking weren't. You guys are a bunch of pieces of shit. Um, I have a question that I, I, I debated with some people earlier this week. And I think it's interesting. If Harper, who's had by far the best postseason of any player in the MLB this year, uh, wins the World Series this year and wins World Series MVP, does he surpass Trout's legacy? No. Oh. No. I don't know. How is, how is any of this? How is any of this Trout's fault? I'm no, not saying like, it's Trout's fault. Look at the war. Like, oh my God, Trout's that was maybe really... such a dumb fucking question. Yeah. No, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that question was... Yeah, I agree, Josh. That question was stupid as hell. You act like Bryce Harper's some chump. Like, he's had a hell... He's had a Hall of Fame See, career. Like, yes, but Mike Trout's already been a... Is already a Hall of Famer, and he... Like, no, Jackson, I'm not even gonna argue this. This is fucking ridiculous. I, I'm, I, I, I'm team that Mike Trout would still be better. I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm just... It's an interesting comparison because those two are like the face. This is of what baseball. they teach you at UMKC, people. This okay, is what they teach just, you. Let me just ask you this. All right, what do you guys? Where do you guys think Mike Trout ranks on all-time WAR? Uh, Probably top ten. I don't think he's three. Okay, no fucking. Mike Trout way. is number sixty all-time WAR. Sixty. Like Eighty-two point four. Yeah. Where do you think Bryce Harper is? He's probably two hundred. Yeah, he's he's he, his WAR is nowhere near Trout's. I understand that. Bryce Harper's WAR is forty-two point five. At rank number four seventy four, with Jose Canseco and Don Mattingly is where he's at, and just barely above Yadier Molina. Hey, Come uh, on now, like Mike Trout is legit the greatest player of all time. He is going to end his if he stays healthy. He will end his career as the all time WAR leader. Um, or well, okay, no. Babe Ruth is pretty damn hard to catch. No, um, but <laughs> exactly. he will end. His, he will end his career as the modern day uh, war leader Baby without Reese. steroids. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Mike Trout is insane, and I, I think I, I agree that Trout that is the better player. I was arguing this too. I was the one arguing Trout, but there were people arguing Harper. I just didn't know. Okay, yeah, and the, the fact that people argue Harper—that is ludicrous. Harper will be remembered. Harper will be remembered if they win the World Series this year as probably the more clutch player, probably the more I, I don't even know like he's just going to be in history like Trout will obviously always be remembered as like this fantastic amazing player, but Trout is probably never going to have a memorable meaningful postseason moment. And I think that kind of hurts doesn't kill him from being, you know, this top player ever, but when you talked about a guy like Babe Ruth who had so many iconic playoff moments, World Series. I think it does go into consideration, even if it's not Trout's fault specifically. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. If you just don't have the opportunities to make it happen, then like it's not your fault. But also, other guys have had those opportunities. It's kind of not the same thing, but kind of the same thing as Justin Herbert, where I think everyone kind of acknowledges he's really good, but he's never made the playoffs, so he's never had the opportunity to really show it on the biggest and, stage. And I don't know if that's going to be changing this year. Yeah, maybe not. Brandon Staley is not good. Uh, but my prediction is Astros in six. That's my prediction for this series. What I want yeah. to happen is Phillies in six. What I think will happen is Astros in five. I'd prefer for yeah, it to go seven, but... You know, wouldn't America Astros in five games? I don't know. Phillies are stupid hot. There's just something to be said about the team that makes it out of the wild card round. Houston has a loss in almost a month. That's true. I mean, Houston has played unreal baseball this postseason. They joined the, I believe it was the 07 Rockies and the 14 Royals is the only team to sweep. Both lost the World Series. The the only teams to sweep the DS and CS. Um, But. I, I just feel like this is going to be a more competitive series than either of these teams have faced so far in this postseason. I think neither of them have even been on the brink of elimination, which is wild. It's crazy that both teams have not faced one elimination game. Um, but I, I do believe this will be a pretty good series. And I think, honestly, 
you look at the pitching, this could be one of the best pitching World Series we've seen in a long time. You've got Nola and Wheeler on one side, and then you've got Verlander and those guys on the other side. I mean, it's Valdez, like, it's going to be insane. Yeah, it is a pitching battle. That's for damn sure. Hopefully not an Astros-Mariners 18-inning pitching battle, but hopefully it's still a, it should be a good World Series. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I hope I, I just hope Houston loses because I'll never get over. And like you said, John, it's not even, you know, it doesn't reflect all of them, but it, the ignorant and arrogant fans that they have that are like, well, you guys just didn't think about doing it. Like, we were just smarter that you just want to punch them in the face. Like, they're so annoying. Um, okay. That, that should be like, That's I, don't what, I don't know if there's anything. Lakers are 0-3. Just wanna... Oh, there's, there's one thing. There's, there's one thing. It is time! Oh, I forgot about this. Yep, I, how could I forget? We're going from the bottom. The bottom We're going from the bottom. Number 15. LeBron James is a little bitch, 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 bitch. Russell Westbrook is a brick, 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 brick. It's the Los Angeles Lakers at 0-3. And, and it's 14. Get some fucking Jets on the Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah. Number 13. It's Chet. It's Bigfoot. Shy. It's a bitch. It's your OKC Thunder. And number 12. The Houston Rockets. Kevin Porter's a little Bitch. Number 11, Luka Doncic, the black Michael, or the white Michael Jordan, some people might say. Number 10, Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers. They found themselves in the deep end where you don't want to be saying, it's the Pet Seed Warriors. Coming in at number 9, I like Popeyes. Say it with me. I'm not racist. It's Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Coming in at number eight, it is the John Wall-led psych. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. Coming in at number seven, the greatest player is on this team. The greatest player, Michael Porter Jr. and the Denver Nuggets. And coming in at number six, I don't know how the fuck they are here, but they are somehow here. It's the Utah Jazz. Where the hell did you go for your standings? And that's what I'm trying to figure These, out. These, those know. were so off. Well, I guess it does. Are there actually tiebreakers right now? Because like, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm just on ESPN, and like all of those were so off. I, I just typed in NBA uh, standings. I don't know. Like this has the Jazz as the two seed. Uh, well, yeah, they all have three and one records. Yeah, that's funny. I was Blazers like, <laughs> what the. Fuck. I yeah, and they should have lost to the fucking Kings. I will already take my victory lap. The Lakers are fucking ass. Um, both of you are wrong. They are not going to sniff the fucking playoffs. And for anyone that's wondering why I'm not doing the Eastern Conference, because you can just suck a dick. And we uh, just don't do it. Also because the Kings aren't in the Eastern Conference. But I'll do the Eastern Conference. Correct. It's the race for the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference because the Heat are well, shit. Oh, fuck. No. At number 15. No, this no. Shut the fuck up. No, this is not allowed. This is not your fuck topic. Off. I can do it too if I want my team to make the playoffs. Uh, number fifteen, it's the Mo Bamba, Sheck West. Where the fuck have you been? Orlando Magic at zero and four. I'm not doing bullshit. This. I'm not doing this. I'm just fucking with you. 
But if the heater asks come like February, then I'm doing it. Okay. I don't think you. I don't think you can. This is a thirty-year race for the tenth seed. Oh, well, I might have to race for the tenth seed in the East. We've never had to, but it might. Have We've to. done it once. We have done it once, yeah. and one time ever. And Tyrese Halliburton got traded because I was so fucking pissed. Yeah, I remember way, that. Was, that was a goaded episode. Way too early overreaction. The Los Angeles Clippers will be playing in the play-in game. <laughs> what do you think the Lakers are going to be playing in, John? Are they still going to make your finals? Yeah, they are, and they're going to win it in five. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dumbass, bro. They're zero and three, and they have to, their next games are the Nuggets, <laughs> the Timberwolves, the Nuggets again. Like they're gonna be like zero and seven. They're gonna be terrible, man. They, I, how you bring back Russell Westbrook is so baffling. I can't believe they brought him back. Like I would have traded him for peanuts. That dude is fucking horrible. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess all it's time D4. for D4 of the week. I got one. All right. And it's soccer refing. I knew he would do this. I knew you Look, fucking would do this. You don't even have to like soccer, okay? But I'm just bitching, all right? Sport bitching. has the worst reps. It's not even close. This whole game, this whole sport is just like you're being edged, right? And like eventually, eventually that ends, okay? But sometimes you get you get faked out a little bit, and that's when soccer becomes not worth watching. When you get stupid ass disallowed goals. Um, you guys want to know what I'm talking about? Just look up the end of Tottenham Sporting or the end of Atletico versus uh, uh, Leverkusen. It might make you feel better about what you think is shitty football officiating. When, in reality, uh, the Americans are the ones that have that shit figured out. Uh, My D4 of the week is... I don't know. I don't really have a D4 of the week. Okay. That, that's it? Expect really? Um, yeah, you know what it is? Fuck it. No, I don't got anything. This is this has been an unbelievable. Mizzou. Sure. You picked the week they won to fucking give them D4 yeah. of the week? This was the worst week of Mizzou. Easily. It, it was bad. Oh, I forgot about Auburn. Um, Auburn is... Yeah. Auburn will never leave my mind for as long as I live. Florida hurt a little bit, too. Because we just, we, we kept getting third and longs, and then I was like, holy shit, we're in Florida territory. Nope. Nope. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, my D4 of the week is, unfortunately, Kanye West. Um, been a rough week yeah. for the guy. He's no longer a billionaire. He's been dropped by pretty much everybody for some anti-Semitic shit. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but Creighton has said they, they will not play his music at that at athletic events anymore. So, I mean, this dude is just, man, if he would have just shut the fuck up. But, yeah, he's my D4 of the week. Also, um, while we were recording, there was some Royals moves. Luke Weaver is gone. He's been picked up off of waivers by the Mariners. So he is no longer with the team. And Tyler Zuber has been claimed off waivers by the Diamondbacks. Tyler Zuber is going to the Diamondbacks? Yeah, and Luke Weaver to the Mariners. I forgot Tyler Zuber existed. Yeah, he had an um, arm injury. But, but look, I'm just saying, I know one thing about both those guys. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it yeah, is. No, but okay, they both we're good. Have we're good. Um, and then, and then also, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, 
Robert Quinn has been traded to the Eagles. Yeah, I didn't see this a one. Fourth round, fourth round pick. Interesting. So Philly gets a little help at D end there. Um, that should be that should be all we miss. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, Royals let. Thank God someone took Weaver. If Luke Weaver becomes good in Seattle, though, that'd be so unfortunate. And then Ryan Weiss, is that his name? Has cleared outright waivers and been assigned to AAA. Some really cool stuff, guys. Hopefully by next week we have a manager. But that'll do it for this week's episode of Primetime Kansas City. We'll see you guys back here next week to recap Week 8 and to preview Chiefs-Titans Week 9.